You're listening to episode number 475 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas, including 29 episodes of Vintage Vegas, 44 anti-ups, 82 Vegas cocktails, and lots more with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Not to start things out on a downer, but I wanted to send some thoughts out there to add underscore Grandpa D on Twitter. He's a frequent winner of the Twit Pick of the Week, Mm -hmm. and he... uh, he had a heart attack this week. He had to undergo surgery. Oh, and, no. Uh, he's, he's recovering. The last I saw, he's at home recovering, but uh, it, it wasn't, it, it didn't go as, it didn't go as great as it could have gone. Wow. So, yeah, well wishes yeah, for his speedy recovery. About him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I just, it's, it, we were talking about this, like, last week uh, off mic. Like, we're getting to an age now where we're going to start hearing shit like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I just, I don't know. It's mind-blowing. Get no, your physicals. It, it really everybody. is, Mark, especially it, it, for 100%. I, so I was sharing with Mark and Karen, uh, dear listeners, uh, pre hitting the record button that just as a uh, just as a precaution, my primary care physician sent me off to get a heart CT scan. And um, uh, well, shockingly, number one, I, I have one. I have a heart. So <laughs> my, my, my Grinch tart, uh, it really it does exist. But second of all, uh, that I have a little bit of blockage in what is lovingly referred to as the Widowmaker artery. So uh, it oh, is great. apparently it's know, a, right? right? Exactly. Has your, has your wife I've, made sure the insurance policy is paid up? Oh, she doubled it yesterday. <laughs> she's, she, she's like, oh, come on, big money. Right. <laughs> no whammies, no whammies. I don't know. I don't need a 401k. I don't need a 401k. I got my husband. His <laughs> bad ticker. So, uh, but things are things are good. I'm I'm uh, sorry for all of the listeners out there. I am healthy as a horse. You're going to be stuck with me for years and years and God willing decades to come. Uh, but yes, absolutely. Uh, it's just it's and, and it's true what they say. Like men are the worst at staying on top of basic health um, uh, maintenance. Yeah. So go out there and get the basic bullshit done. It was it was something where because what and, and again as I said this to Mark and Karen uh, off mic, it was one of those things where I said to my doctor, you know, I'm 46 years old. I've never done a stress test or had an EKG or anything of those lines. You know, everything in Men's Health magazine says that at 46 years old I should be doing <laughs> right. X, Y, and Z. How have I not had these things done at 46? And and the doctor said, well, you don't have any history of it you, you know your, your mother and father are still alive yeah. my mother's in right. her late uh my mother's in her late 70s my dad's in his middle 80s 
you know, they're got knock wood. They're they're in amazing health. You know, my my grandmother, my my paternal uh grand, my paternal grandmother lived to be like 98 years old. My granted, she wow. died drooling on herself, shitting her pants is, is an Alzheimer's <laughs> patient. But, Jesus. you know, she lived. The problem was her brain gave out before her body did. Yeah. Right. So yeah. my, my doctor said, Tony, by all rights, there's nothing wrong with you. But if you think it would make you feel better to go get a heart C- CT scan, fine. You know, you're good. And I did. I did. I had to pay for it out of pocket. Isn't that the most kick in the pants yeah. aspect? Wow. Something that I wanted just as a basic run of the mill, yep. you know, checkup. I had to pay out of my own pocket because I didn't have any family history of it. And wow. hand to God, best 250 bucks I spent because it caught something. <laughs> and I went to see a, a, a cardiologist today and, and they're, 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 they're not overly concerned, but they did want to at least point it out and you know, they said to me, maybe a little bit more fish, a little less red meat. And I'm like, you want me to stop eating dead animals, don't you, you vegan piece of shit? I know, right? It's all conspiracy. You're all full of shit. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Well, and it's so. funny you go, to, you know, you go get these workups and like Mark, I, I have to, it's like every two to three years that he will go yeah. and get things done. And every time it's he goes in, I can't stand it. It's every time he goes in, nuts. he comes out healthy as a horse. No yeah. issues, no problems. Even this last time, you know, because again, given our age, um, sure. I think they they checked his testosterone levels and everything too. Yeah, no, nope, everything's good, no problems whatsoever. Like, and then I go in, and I have <laughs> high cholesterol, and, and you mean you name it. My you know my liver activity is high, which go figure. I mean, I'll have like five or six things that I'll have to do well, follow up on, and I'm like son of a bitch. So well, ladies. <laughs> Mark can still pound hammers with his erect cock, so congratulations <laughs> to Karen. So. Yeah, too bad I don't share. <laughs> I think we should start the show, kids, because it's already going off the rails. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Raymond Vegas. Built in 1982, the two-story building that was the Oasis Casino at Dunes was supposed to be comprised of two components, a casino on the first floor and a restaurant on the second floor. The restaurant never opened, and the space remained unused until its destruction in 1993. You got that from VintageLasVegas.com. Where, where was this? This is the Oasis Casino at the Dunes. This was the extension. It had the big neon palm trees. Oh, okay. There, there apparently was. I always thought it was kind of tall, um, but I didn't realize that there was a second level to it. They just that never, they never developed. Used. Yeah. Hmm. Seems like a waste of space. Yeah. And then the twip of the week. Here's another at Sumacorp picture that mesmerizes me with all the history going on. For example, we know that this is 1968 because they're working on the fountains in front of the new Circus Circus Casino. You'll notice that Fountain 5 is being deconstructed. That's because they're moving the carousel marquee from the left of the fountains to that location on the right, also that they can make room to build slots of fun. Next door to that is Westward Ho, still three years away from adding a casino in 1971. And next to that, the Mammoth Stardust 1,000 motel units all lined up neatly like an OCD dream come true. Wow. If you, <laughs> I did not realize those were all motels. Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> if you look at the top left, you'll see the Stardust Casino and the 12-story expansion tower from 1964. And across the street from it all, we have the Riviera with her classic marquee. It's truly remarkable to think about how much land that they needed back in the 50s through the 70s, even the 80s in some cases. It's no wonder they all sold out when they had the opportunity to. 
did did Westward Ho have a casino? It did not 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 at the time of this picture. Oh, I was gonna say because I'm looking at that, I'm like that. Also, I literally like said that amazing. in the monologue. I was looking at the picture. I didn't get a chance to pull it up before the show, and I was just kind of fascinated <laughs> at what I'm what I'm seeing here. Yes, it's an awesome picture. So the carousel is where Slots of Fun is now. Yep. Wow, so they've completely redone that front entryway. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's kind of cool. Sorry, old man Snyder here is, uh, for some reason, can't get his... Uh, can't get I'm his running low up. on testosterone of my Twitter account. <laughs> um, what am I looking at? What are these things in the uh, at the top of the screen that look like what would be in present-day solar panels? Motel. Are those carports? No, oh, those are motels. These are all lines of motels. This is this is how they. Uh, this is this was housing. At, at the very top of the screen. Yeah. At the very top of the picture. Yes. There's one, two, three, four, five rows of them. That's the Stardust, buddy. That's the Stardust. That's the Stardust thousand ra- uh, rooms, motel rooms. All they were were two-story motel rooms. That's amazing. I know, right? That's what I said. Huh. But you're right. It lo- initially, when you first look at it, it does look like a, a bunch of solar panels. Yeah. Until yeah. you you zoom in and you can see all the cars parked around them. And, and that's another thing that's great about this picture. Zoom in on it, man. It, it's it's awesome. Wow. Mark, seriously, man. This I, is a good one. I, I try not to make it sound like I totally swing free my nuts. I mean, I do. But <laughs> some of these pictures that you find and post, I... I if I saw this picture on Twitter as I was scrolling through, I just keep scrolling. Like I, I would spend a half second on it, second and a half on it, and then just keep scrolling. When you force me to actually take the time to see what I'm looking at, just, um, just what an amazing gl- glimpse into the strip circa, uh, well, 1968. Holy yeah. shit! And, and imagine what was going on in 1968, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Because you and I were texting about this earlier. So at this point, by 1968, the Rat Pack had long, well, I say long since come and gone. Eight years. It had been conservatively eight years, right? Right. I mean, think about, you know, can you imagine, remember back, so eight years from now would have been 2016. Can we really think about who was playing in 2016 in Vegas and what was going on in Vegas? Celine. (laughs) Well, she, Mm -hmm. right. They just rolled around oh, too soon. Too soon. All right, we should move on. <laughs> As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. The news is brought to you by stripwalking.com. For the ultimate customizable POV walking experience in Vegas, check out stripwalking.com. All right, first up, we've got the sphere demonstration. A pro-life fuckstick decided he would protest the rights of women to get abortions by climbing to the top of the sphere without a rope or harness, then broadcasting live from the top via Instagram. This is the, the same dipshit that scaled Aria in protest of COVID mandates in 2021. The plan was to solicit donations to help this homeless woman who is in, quote, dire financial need to change her mind and not get an abortion. This loser was arrested for the misdemeanor crimes of destruction of property and conspiracy to destroy private property. The same he was charged with the the, uh, Aria incident. No word what the maximum punishment is for said offenses, but clearly not enough to dissuade him. 
Yes, because that's going to make me change my mind. Is somebody scaling the sphere? I, I, that's yeah. what I mean. I don't under. I mean, I guess I understand the idea of you could get people to just throw money at anything. You know, it's like, hey, I'm standing on top of the sphere. Give me money. Well, and that's like the. I, I don't know if we talked about it or somebody else talked about it. Or I was listening to somebody talk about it. But the protesters that threw paint on the Mona Lisa, or no soup, it was soup. Right. And it, you're like, what? And I forget what even they were protesting. It, but it. It's like, why did you pick soup on the Mona Lisa? What does that have to do with whatever know, right? the hell it is that you're, you're protesting? It's just... It's just trying to get attention for attention's sake. Right. Well, and especially yeah, knowing the Mona Lisa, it's behind, like, plexiglass or whatever, oh, right? So okay. it's not... You can't actually throw shit on it. Okay, well, that's good. Because I was concerned. I'm like, how did I not read about this? Somebody threw soup on the fucking Mona Lisa? Yeah, it might have been a while ago, but I just heard somebody talk about it recently, and it was just like... What does this have to do with yeah. what you're protesting? Nothing. I mean, and, and I'm not saying he's a fuckstick because he's a pro-lifer. I'm just, it, it's it's an asinine uh, stunt. I heard it cost $100,000 worth of damage because he fucked up some of uh, the LED lights, uh, uh, these thousands of LED lights that they've got there. That he, he climbed yeah, over he climbed and over. fucked them up. Yeah. Oh, jackass. I hope he gets fucking... Yeah, I, listen, I... I I agree. You know, um, one of the things that you've said, Mark, on the podcast, and I know that our, our friend Chris Morris said on Twitter is when you you lose me, regardless of what your issue is that you're trying to champion, mm-hmm. you lose me when you start to take dipshit sort of actions. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, in particular, I think that it had um, Chris Moore in particular had made a, a reference on Twitter about people that were blocking the strip based on um, protesting something. The culinary the union protesting before, culinary yeah. <laughs> right? right? And, 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 and if I'm wrong on these specifics, Chris, I, I don't mean to be um, disrespectful. I, I, that was what I thought it was. But the point wasn't lost on me. You, Chris, I, I respect all people who say. You you have every right to believe in what you believe in. Sign the yeah. sign the union contract. Don't sign the union contract. Be pro life. Be pro choice. Be what you are. But when you start to take these sort of dipshittery actions right. that are detrimental then to other people, right. that's where you start to lose. Agree. Me. Yeah. Agree. I, I love a good demonstration. I love a great demonstration. Make a Hell make no, a solid argument. Burn Let's your go. bras all you want. Burn your bras. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But don't. All right. Uh, also, all of my references are timely. Of course, they are old man center. All right. This is fun. I always, always want to talk about Vegas vacation. So we've got a 360 Vegas vacation 14 bit old trivia to, to, to discuss. Yes, we uh, it, 360 Vegas vacation 14 is now available to RSVP for general availability. That said, both flight club and the cocktail event have sold out. Uh, but you can still RSVP to let us know that you're coming. Just give us a heads up so we know, you know, to expect you. Uh, also, RSVP is still required for the exercise experience for the same reason. Uh, you can bet on that. Uh, is the latest confirmed member of the 360 Vegas family meet and greet, which Yay. is going to be Monday, June 24th at 6 p.m. at Alto Bar at Caesars Palace. Woohoo! That's awesome. That's awesome. It's always fun. It's always fun when friends of the pod come and hang out with us. And 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 seriously, it's just it's an opportunity. Nobody is. Nobody is better than anybody else if you've got a podcast please show up if you don't have a podcast please show up we just want everyone to come hang out and have fun with us it really is just an excuse to get together with all our friends and have fun well 100 and part of exactly what it is part of the meet and greet too the family meet and greet is look we get we're not everybody's cup of tea right or we might not cover 
something about Vegas or gambling that you're into. And so introducing you to other folks that have a different take, a different spin, kind of expands the horizons and builds the community even more. So yeah. some people get real tight about that, which is why we made a point to make sure it's like, no, 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 no. This is all, we're not competition. This is all friendly. This is, we're not, right. we're not battling against each other. We're not fighting for market share. No. You know, <laughs> we're, we're know. just right. having a good time. Any, the more people are talking about Vegas, which is a city that we all love, then fantastic. Yeah, it, everybody's it just, got a perspective, man. Exactly. All right, well, that's going to do it for news. Why don't we roll into uh, Prop Bets? For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Prop Bets is brought to you by Vegas Near Me. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. It's available free on Android and iPhone. Use the search term 360 Vegas, uh, excuse me, I want to be specific, 360VV14 to get the listings of all of the properties that we will be featuring in the 360 Vegas Vacation. All right, so first up, uh, drink benefits for Caesars Diamond Plus members will continue into 2024. For those of you unaware, the tier group... It's already I'm in sorry, thank you. Yep, thank you. <laughs> nope, you're right. Exactly. Thank you for catching me on that. It's going to continue into 2025. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar, the tier grants grant members four signature cocktails priced $25 or less every day in lieu of access to their laurel lounges which are essentially all but gone which yeah. i mean four cocktails seriously four signature cocktails priced at 25 dollars or less if you maximize it and why shouldn't you in a 24-hour period yeah that's a hundred bucks worth of free drinks especially and cocktails. i beg of you yeah. order the most expect get as yeah. close you want that 24.99 drink <laughs> even if you don't like it drink the 24.99 the drink funny thing because is, is if you're like a video poker player like we are it, it's it's kind of hard because you already get mm -hmm. general comp mm -hmm. drinks right you know and then yep. it's like you got to do something bigger with it but right. yeah i mean because i thought weren't they saying that that was going to disappear sometime this year they were going to but that's what they're saying they they they've decided to yeah they've decided to extend but it the uproar was was too loud they're well, like well oh, they, there's still no laurel lounges so it's like you got to give us something i mean and to be yeah, honest absolutely. with you i like this better than than the lounge access oh yeah Mark, let me ask you something. Can you think of this? This is truly, this is the value of you guys being boots on the ground in Las Vegas. And no offense, Karen, if you want to chime in, I welcome this, but I, <laughs> Mark's, Mark's my guy on this question. Mark, can you think of a place better than, so may, uh, well, Cromwell, bound at Cromwell, but outside of that, can you, I'm thinking of that um, one particular video poker bar that you and I and Alistair and Jerry sat at and played video poker at Harrah's that used to be the high limit room that I really wanted to set at and play some oh, video poker right, and drink their, right. their cocktails. Can you think of places where listeners could, especially those folks who happen to be uh, Caesars Diamond Plus members, could go to maximize their uh, as close to $25 per cocktail value? That is a, that is a good challenge. I, I would think off the top of my head, although I haven't seen it, I believe there's a specialty cocktail list at uh, the Glass Bar now at Planet Hollywood. What about um, oh. Monte Cristo and Caesars? Uh, I don't know. Oh. If, I, I think they go towards it. I'm not sure. That would be that'd be a huge one. Might be a real good one because then you effectively you could buy your cigar. I swear, which I swear they do. I think the more and more I think about it, the more and more I think I think it applies. That'd be awesome. That's that's where you get your money's worth, listeners, in my opinion. But 
see, this is what's fun about having people who live in Las Vegas <laughs> that do this stuff on a day to day basis. Way, they'll, it's they'll way more you. fun to be the ones living in Las Vegas. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> way to rub it in. <laughs> Country music singer Toby Keith died this week of cancer at the age of 62. In addition to frequently playing in the, in the city, Keith used to have a restaurant in Vegas in Harris called Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill, but it never reopened post-pandemic shutdown. I mean, I guess he was like really, really sick of cancer, but then somebody yeah. told me he did a, a concert out here in yeah. like December. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, December. He played at um, yeah, November, December. God bless it. Where did they just say he played at? Uh, somewhere. But it, was, yeah. but it was a Vegas, it was like Caesars or I thought it was a Caesars Entertainment um, location, but yeah, Played in Vegas on the strip, you know, at a at a at a two, at a place where you and I could ago. easily have been at. To but go, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. cancer. I mean, uh, not it's, all cancer is painful, right? I mean, right. sometimes you just kind of well, die his, of cancer. His was stomach cancer, from what I understand. Which yeah, is that a painful one? Well, yeah, because if your stomach quits, you can't eat. Right. So, yeah. Ugh, Don't get me started with cancer. Uh, yeah. I know, right? 62 years old. As, as we're all over the age of 42 on this podcast, right. we're closer to his age yeah. by far. Yeah. So it's... Well, uh, I, I know yeah. I mentioned this on Twitter, but it was yeah. we're talking about, you know, medical issues. I, yeah. I, my best friend from high school was, like last week, found out she had stage four pancreatic cancer that has metastasis. Mastis, I can't ever say that word right. Metastasized? It, it's it's spread to her liver yeah. and part of her um one of her bones in her shoulder. Ooh. I mean she's forty eight. So yeah, it's it's just cancer sucks. Cancer fucking sucks. Yeah. So anyway. Boo cancer. Yep. Well, Boo. Is that? Well, <laughs> Boo cancer. <laughs> we can all agree we hate cancer. Right. <laughs> Boo cancer. To make up for the show she missed due to the flu, Christina Aguilera has extended her residency at Voltaire at Venetian by 10 shows. The residency will now run for select dates through August 31st. Guys, I thought last week or two, within the last two weeks, I thought we talked about this having been canceled or something. I think uh, I misread it or it, it was misstated that she had canceled more dates. for uh, to Because be, she was sick. Yeah, because she was still sick. She just had a long bout of the flu. Um, okay, okay, okay. You know, or whatever it was. I mean, it, you know, sometimes flu lingers, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I thought she was done. I thought she was out. Like I no, honestly, I, I, deep I, down, I thought the same thing when I saw it. And then when I saw that she extended it, I'm like, oh, so they just yeah. kind of didn't report it very clearly. I thought it had to do with that bullshit of you got to spend. I'm making this number, the, but you got to spend yeah, three thousand dollars worth of like food the, the two fifty three hundred right, right. whatever yeah. it was yeah. table yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, on top of the ticket prices. Yeah. No shit, Karen. God, I mean, good for listen. Good for her. I I hope it's successful for her. Well, well she's I she's just, not getting a cut of the, of the minimum spend. All she's getting is the ticket prices. The minimum spend uh, is. On I the, hope on she the, gets a piece of that. Uh, I got to assume she I gets hope a piece her people, of it. Right? I hope her people negotiated that. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Talks are simmering about Major League Baseball buying the team from the A's owner, so the league can find a more suitable owner for the team's relocation to Las Vegas. That's one of those instances, listeners, where I know what these words on their own mean, but when strung into the sentence meant absolutely nothing to me. I just spoke a foreign language as far as I'm concerned. A, a precedent has already been set in the Montreal Expos uh, slash Washington Nationals relocation in 2005. Uh, this 
I like this. I, I like this option better. Yeah. Because then this this fucking asshole owner who's run his team into the ground has been playing two sides against each other for years. Right. Uh, I think is I, not involved. Yeah. And we would likely, you know, have a different name. You know, they'd rename the team. It wouldn't. Right. Be the I almost coming. think though, if they're going to do that, like stop taking it from Oakland. Like get, let let Oakland keep it. Yeah. Then. If you're just looking for a new owner. You know, to, it doesn't need to relocate. You can just stay there. Well, I think part of the problem is the cost of... This is why things have fun. I actually just saw a really good article. Well, I read the article today because it was talking about why this is such an unmitigated disaster. Uh, so I liked it. <laughs> they, this guy could have had a new stadium in Oakland, either opening by now or next year. But he's been dragging his feet for so long. And he's doing the same thing to us. Yeah. If you notice, there's been no plans Mm-mm. put out. There's no renderings. There's no, you know, how are you going to finance it? How you, there's nothing. Right. And these talks have been going on for forever. So the idea of getting rid of this schmuck makes it a little more appealing, especially if they do like they did with the Expos, rename the team. It becomes something completely different. Uh, that I'm okay with. But I still don't want them, although well, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. But anyway. I don't like the spot that they're still talking about this going to. One of the things that um, Scott has talked about on his Vital Vegas podcast is having is something to do with um, Bally's not having any money. So I guess my question to you guys, and, and I'm kind of asking this of Scott, hoping that he'll um, discuss this in his upcoming podcast, is what is the value of, of, of totally destroying and taking down the Tropicana if the A's is, is even even at best right now, a 50-50 sort of um, likelihood. Why are we going to lose another casino? Until this is all a, inked and done and ready uh, to go. Yeah, on a whole Maybe they're not making as much player. as you think they're making. That, and maybe it is that they're losing and they're like, we'd rather not lose anything than continue sure. to lose what we're losing. And I, I wonder but, if there isn't something significant with the building that needs to be addressed. That okay. Well, they're I mean, like, come on. I think she came out in the 60s. So. Well, yeah, but... But for them to make the decision to go ahead and close without this deal being worked out seems to me like it's super fucking super risky. Uh, So I I agree with you, Tony. I don't. Why would you cease operations unless they were losing money? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I I just I know I've said it on the podcast. I'm merely going to reiterate my biggest fear, gang, is this is going to be another uh, either LVCVA with the Riviera. Or um, the or Stardust. Boyd. Yes, or Boyd with the Stardust. Oh, I'm just that's... so fearful we're going to have a giant, ugly, eyesore, empty lot across the street from on one of the, Excalibur. One of the busiest intersections yeah. in fair, the country. Other, other, than, other than an independent um, b- uh, owner, the only buddy that that lot is appealing to would be MGM. I mean, they already yeah. they already own all of South Street. They've already got the three three other corners. So any other development there, like I would almost think that they would want to swoop. Although in development and, and buy hasn't, it. I mean, after the whole MGM Center thing, yeah, MGM's never been a development company yeah. outside of the MGM Grand. I anyway, you know what? I, what if uh, that for, that Fertitta guy instead of building something on down where the old uh uh. uh Harley. Well, but he Harley owns Davidson that land. Location should be. Yeah, he owns that already. Yeah, he owns that already. Well, just sit on and it. It's Put more, another and it's more in the middle of the action, right? So, I agree. Yes. I think that would be more valuable. I don't know. Versus buying something that's already there. It's got a client. It's got a hotel. It's got a casino. 
Oh, I don't know. The the idea not for of, much longer. The idea of him building something cosmopolitan esque where it's it's got limited space. Like that that to me is exciting. I want to see what somebody else is gonna do. All right. Well then we gotta count on Derek Stevens to ride in on our on the white horse. <laughs> that would right. be awesome. Right. It's being reported that Caesars and Fountain Blue are tier matching again. As a reminder, Diamond status at Caesars offers free parking and no resort fees. Mm. What? But do you get the same thing at Fountain Blue? Oh, I don't know. Who cares? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no one's no one's going there for that. No, they're not. As expected, more resort frontage was used for promotional material related to the Super Bowl. The worst example was the Cheetos Chapel at the Brooklyn Bridge uh, at New York, New York. And the coolest were uh, Caesars, Strat, and Luxor's use of projection mapping on the side of their buildings, or in the case of Luxor, on the Sphinx. Yeah, the Caesars mapping was the projection. Was I think that was really the best cool. one. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty neat. That was that was really cool. Uh, Luxor's was was a little a I little black lighty. Uh, there's a link on there mm. for you. I saw that in the Strat. I mean, the Strat was fun. Yeah. Um, but the Caesars. I like projection map. Remember, they started doing it with Tropicana like 10 years ago. Yeah. Whataburger has opened on the strip at the base of the Waldorf Astoria on the strip. <laughs> I want the strip. I want one. Because that's exactly what Waldorf Astoria uh, <laughs> right. wants. Yes. <laughs> it's so. After, after, after tea, there's nothing like a Whataburger. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> So I've checked into my $750 night hotel room. <laughs> I really would like a whatever, please. Kind of an accent I don't, was that? You know, I don't know what ex- accent that was. It was okay. part British, part... Um, part I, oh, I got snooty. rich snob. I got, I got snooty. snooty. There you go. Yeah. I, I got, okay, I got I rich white woman. Rich white? That's what I was... White woman? Exactly. That one, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Despite reports of trouble selling tickets at her Caesars residency, Mariah Carey is returning to the Strip for another short-term residency, this one at Park MGM. Performances will be for select dates, April 12th through the 27th. Check with Ticketmaster for specifics. God, why won't she go away? <laughs> People are apparently still showing up. Mimi's got a gay following, so I think that's that's what she's pulling she's from. Just, I don't know if she can handle a full-on residency anymore, but, I mean, short-term residency, she could pull. Does she do anything but sit there and flip her hair? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Bounce her, bounce her fakeness around. The New Jersey judge in the Borgata MGM case ruled that casinos have no duty to stop compulsive gamblers from betting. This while dismissing a lawsuit from a self-described problem gambler who blamed the property for offering him deals to gamble despite knowing about his addiction. I love this. I cannot stand uh, somebody that that has dealt with mental health issues like my whole life. Like, like I can't stand going, oh, but I have this. Oh, this happened. Like, get off your ass and do something about it. Now like, you, try. You knew I had just this. You, you need to take care of me is what I'm, I'm reading yeah, into this. Yeah, which is, just take a little responsibility for yourself. Yeah. Or, or, and just hear me out, listeners. <laughs> Approach the casino, tell them you've got a gambling addiction, and see what they'll give you for free. Ooh, there you go. Right. Turn the tables. Turn the tables That's on. Right. Be like, ah, I don't have a gambling Suckers. addiction. I just wanted your free rooms. <laughs> <laughs> At Melts Vegas is reporting... That on the most recent win earnings call, Win West was brought up, and it was said that developer uh, development is quote not a question of if but when. I mean, 
okay, first of all, end quote. Second of all, bullshit. Of course everything is not a matter of if but when in Vegas, bro. Right. Well, hopefully for that company is 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 the point because they're they're fucking they they made bank. We're going to talk about it here in a minute, but they uh right. they're crushing it. At Stokel? Did you say that? Yeah, it doesn't or have a question mark so. on the end of it, but Okay, well that's me questioning how it's <laughs> And I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> Uh, he, they reported this week uh, that Cirque began giving full refunds to people who attended the February 6th Beatles Love Performance at the Mirage after complaints poured in that the production was only performing 60% of the show. No word why the show was abbreviated. Wasn't this the one where the... The, the, the one that got hurt? Yeah. That's why it was abbreviated. The 6th? No, no, no. Not this week. Somebody didn't get hurt this week. Yeah, that was three days ago. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Huh. I wonder why they. Yeah, there's no word why, but now I'm wondering why. <laughs> the one I understand. I heard people complaining me. about the, uh, yeah. the, the the one where the the performer got hurt, and they basically just cut the show off and sent everybody out and didn't right. give any any refunds. And I'm like, dude, he got hurt. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, yeah, that's part of the show. Yeah. Well, no, not part it's, of the it's, show. It's death defying. Sometimes you <laughs> see things that don't defy getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that was it, a special it, it, performance. Had to do with it. They let me be a part of the show, and I'm not quite as limber, so I came <laughs> out and I did a lot of this, <laughs> which is only funny for people that can see the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Whether to build up hype or to express his own excitement over it, UFC President Dana White said this week of the event he is planning for the Sphere. Quote. I am going to put on the greatest sporting event anyone has ever seen. Unquote. Bullshit. Yeah, I, I, let's let's pump the brakes there and and let's let's properly put it's UFC. your thing in order of things that people care about. Yeah. <laughs> let's I do mean, that to start with. Okay, I'm so not I'm not saying your thing isn't important. I'm just saying you're you're going to do the greatest sporting event ever, and to start your sport is maybe the sixth most important one. I mean, they definitely have a fan base because they've had, what, 300 and some odd of these fight, uh, you know, right. whatever those events are. But, I mean, come on. Really? You're going to, and I'm not even a soccer fan, but you're going to do better than the World Cup? Give me a break. You're going to do better than the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't think so. Right. So. Uh, I, I hope it's just his excitement. I, w- I want to see what they do. And it'll be the first live sporting event there. I want to see what they do at the Spear. Spear, not Spear. <laughs> <laughs> At Sin City Alerts reported casino security on the strip responding to a friend reporting took, quote, a lot of a, quote, unknown drug (laughs) and is now rolling around the hotel room screaming, quote, I am on fire. The caller insists nobody's on fire. (laughs) That's my favorite part of it. The caller insists, like, and just to be clear, he's not on fire. If you are not following Sin City Alerts on Twitter, so good. you need to because yeah, the stuff that they yeah. put out, you're just like, oh my God, Same. this is awesome. <laughs> it's being reported that some high rollers who sold their comp tickets to the Super Bowl are now banned from the casinos. I love that. I love that. Have you seen, again, these ticket prices? Yeah, they're ridiculous. Holy shit. Like yeah, it's like ten, this. 10 grand a ticket. That's, no. I, I've now come to accept that the Super Bowl is something that I'll never experience in my life because no amount of success is going to make me, go, like, even if it's my favorite team, like, I just can't see me dropping no. 10, 10 grand, grand for no. a fucking seat. No. I just, I can't, I, I just can't do it. I'm not, I'm not buying a car to go see a sporting event. I'm not doing it. 
I don't for care sure. if it's a shitty little car. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing it. Emmett Smith's new restaurant, Emmett's, has finally set an opening date for the project slated for the Fashion Show Mall. Plans are to open February 26th. Wow, that's pretty fast. Turnaround. I thought that was a pretty quick turnaround, too. <laughs> Apparently, they've been working well. Well, uh, so if you think about it, when this whole drama started, the the kitchen, I mean, it was mostly built out. Like, the kitchen and stuff was there, but yeah. then people just stopped paying. So, I mean, my guess is it was 80, 90% along, and now that they've gotten rid of the bad apples and straightened it all out, and they're like, okay, let's get open. Right. Yeah. At Cinnamon Girl is reporting that the $6.99 breakfast at La Salsa Cantina is now $9.99. But with a caveat, okay. that's yeah. that's over the weekend. Oh, it's just it's, increased yeah, on the weekend. It's now. back to, because she, I think, followed it up with a, a picture. Oh, good for her. You know, hey, no, that's, that's just awesome. during the week. Of the, they had the $6.99 back up. That's good to hear. For those strapped for cash, thank at Jeff Does Vegas for sharing that Casino Royale ATMs only charge a $3 service fee. And I think this is in response to the fact that is it Caesar's? Caesar's is now like eleven. It's eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine at Caesar's. So, if you need cash, walk uh, across the street. Right. Sure. And, well, and especially because you know, I, um, I think that for a relatively um, modest um, um, credit score and 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 bank account like uh, status, you can likely open up a a line of credit with any you know most casinos in in Vegas. And then all you do is you just take a, you know, you take a pull off from your credit line. And if you either pay it back at the end of your trip or it will just auto debit out of your bank account, however much, you know, you took for your for your line of credit. That just seems to me so much more fiscally responsible. I mean, I mean, I guess it's all relative, right? What is fiscally responsible? Well, if right. you've got well a, and maybe you need it for more than 10, gambling. I think that... <laughs> yeah. I think that the, the the thought of, because even to me, as you say, you know, go get a line of credit at the casino. I was like, yeah, there's no yeah. way in hell I'm doing that. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's a stigma, and I know smart people do it because there's there's benefits. You get a line of, of credit. It helps with your cheer status. It helps with them, you know, noticing you and all of this kind of stuff. But the thought to me of going into a, a casino and setting up a line of credit, yeah, I, I that's not something I'm going to do. But I also will never use a, a casino ATM. If I'm out of money, I'm out of money. Tough shit. Stop gambling. Uh, and, you know. I won't do it again. Yeah, you did it again the other day. Yeah, I, after that one, I won't do it again. Uh-huh. I, lo- I didn't say anything, I the, but I saw it. I love the yeah. public sham- shaming that's happening without the actual public shaming. That's really <laughs> yeah. I, won't, I won't do it again, honey. <laughs> Please stop hitting me. <laughs> Listeners, he's got two black eyes. Parents told him twice. Right. So. <laughs> he just doesn't learn. How is he going to learn right. if, right. if there aren't consequences? There aren't consequences for my actions. That's right. I'm not battered at all. Win Resorts reported its best financial quarter in the company's history at the end of 2023. $1.84 billion. An 83.3% increase from the fourth quarter of 2022. You, you know what that what's driving that, right? It wasn't just F1. One. They were fucking F1? killing it. Okay, well, F1 was a big chunk of F- it. F1 gave them a bump, but they were just killing it in everything, like, over the last quarter, like, according to the article. Like, it's... it's any, Anyways, like, for instance, occupancy was even at 88.9%, um, which is the same as it was last year. 
Um, but the ADR was up 28.3%. Holy shit. Right. And ADR stands for a- average daily rate. Room rate. rate. Yeah. So that's got, the room got, rate. Okay. Yeah, the room rates got, were 23% okay. higher. Yeah. Wow, up 30%. Yeah. So even a $100 room would now be 130 bucks. That's right. good for them. And then adding them. insult to injury, CEO Craig Billings said the opening of Fountain Blue, who was supposed to be attracting the same clientele at, that Win attracts, has impacted the company's operation or hasn't in- impacted the company's operation at all. <laughs> Sorry, wow. Fountain Blue. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we, we've all seen what's not happening at Fountain Blue. So, yeah. um, You know, I, um, I'm a, I, I know I've talked about this on the podcast, but uh, I am a big, big fan of um, uh, Tim Lawson of The Better Life does a, uh, does a special Patreon uh, recording with the guy who's nuts, I truly do swing from Eric Rosenthal. And Eric Rosenthal <laughs> went out to Fountain Blue for uh, the, the opening mm-hmm. of, of the Fountain Blue that weekend. Yeah. And he said that he enjoyed it and he was glad he got the opportunity to stay there and, and experience it. And he said, I have literally zero need to go back. That's the problem. And that says a, yeah. Yes, right? I like, completely it, but, agree. Like, I'm, I'm glad that I checked it out. I think it's a pretty casino. It doesn't really have a whole lot there that I'm interested in. But he is definitely within the win realm like target market and the fact that that this doesn't surprise me hearing what um eric has said about fountain blue and hearing what uh ceo craig billings is saying about fountain blue fountain blue you're in trouble yeah and that is that it's concerning Uh, and lastly at melts las vegas is reporting that gold coast is now renovating their rooms no word when the project will be complete that's going to do it for news and progress let's check the river Like the five communal cards you get in a game of Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. And this week, we've got, uh, it looks like we've got two emails. So, Karen, I hope you've got a little beverage to wet your whistle. I do. First one shouldn't be too bad. First one's pretty pretty <laughs> brief here. We got an email from our friend Rachel F. What's, what's Rachel got to say? Rachel says, Dear 360 Vegas. Apparently, she's just ignoring you and I, Tony. What are you talking no, about? No, I respectfully <laughs> disagree. It's but, intended but to in, be vague, so that way she's not offending okay. anyone. And okay. our buddy Avery, wait until the next one, because Avery's got a wonderful line. But, but oh, he but, he but, was giving us because we, we saw him when he was out here, and, and yes, you did. Yep. yeah, he he gave us a little bit of a a, a tidbit of what was going to yes. be in. So I can't. I haven't yes. looked at it. I saw it sure. was there. I saw it was from him. I have not read either of these yet. So this is well. It's already gone undergone the Tony knife. So it oh. Did. It did. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Let's, 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 let's talk about focus Rachel. on Rachel. Yes. Okay, so Rachel writes, Thank you for reading my trip report email on your podcast at the end of the year. I wanted to reply to a few of the questions you had while reading it. A Japanese toilet is different from a bidet as it is programmable and it's just part of the toilet, not some separate weird thing low to the ground that no one really <laughs> knows how to use. There's, okay, okay. There's a control on the wall that allows you to turn on the heat on the toilet seat has water at various pressure levels and angles. I just every time every time I think of it, I always I always just imagine like, <laughs> well, not if it's warm so, water, that would be better. Still, come to find out, what was the and you're you, you both are going to have to help me with my memory. What where were we? I think we were staying at the Mirage. 
and you got the really kick-ass suite that we did the 360 Vegas cocktail right, event right. that had two bedrooms. I now thank you, Rachel, for this uh, email because I now know that I had a Japanese toilet oh, in wow. my bathroom. That's cool. Really? Because it, yes, it had all of these little <laughs> bells and whistles, which I mean proverbially and literally, it was like having the fountains of Bellagio take care my of ass. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was classy. It was classy. Yeah. Um, so again, it has water at various pressure levels and angles. One for the front and one for the rear. <laughs> and it has a fan for drying. Okay, so the drying is a big thing for me because I don't understand. I'm thinking of a day and I'm like, okay, water cleaning. I get that. But what are you, drip drying? Like, what are you doing here? Like, Oh, right, if you're using a bidet. Right. We're, we're, yeah, how am I doing? That's, that's I don't. Weird. I don't see how this works because at least the bidets that I've seen, it's not like you can flush them like you can a toilet, which so... Right. Am I just... Anyway. I think that's supposed to be for your, for your hoo-hoo, uh, for the bidet. I think you use... These Japanese toilets for the well, no. other side. With well, no, this this one this one says it has both. If you just read what well, she said, one for the front, cla- one I mean, for the rear, and a fan for drying. So I got this. Uh, all of this is on the toilet, not a separate bidet. If you've never experienced one, I highly recommend it. Tony, did you use the one that you had in your room? Oh, oh, 100%. I used every function in it. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't need a wife. I just need this toilet. <laughs> my, all of my needs are met. <laughs> sorry. I, sorry about that, Karen. I caused Karen to have It's okay. Uh, I would like to apologize for overusing, quote, the prior to writing the names of hotels. I have to admit that it's almost subconscious. The only explanation uh-huh. I have is that I am, in fact, from California. No, don't, you, don't you apologize. That explains it. Don't, first all of all, that. stop it, both of you. Second of all, don't all you that. apologize for, one, being from California, and two, the the, the in front of it, I think, the, is adorable. That the is, 104, the 182, <laughs> the 209, the, the bidet. <laughs> I was just thinking about you the other day, Rachel. Hand to God, I was just thinking about I was like, what was that that was talking about the in front of all of the the words that we used and I remember thinking it's like the all of the Batman uh, uh, arch villains the Joker the Penguin the Riddler and the 409 wow I was not expecting you to pull out a Batman reference I know, I'm it's, really impressed I am impressed yeah. I didn't think that was in your genre Rachel continues. I wanted to reply to something Karen said. She commented that she would not eat at Joe's Prime Steak and Seafood because, quote, it's a chain. If a chain is two or more locations and you have a rule that you won't eat at a chain, you're going to miss out on a lot of wonderful dining, especially in Las Vegas. The culinary mecca that Las Vegas has become has its roots in being a chain destination. This all started back in 1992 when Spago opened a location at Caesars. From there, other chefs started opening up locations in Vegas. So much of the fine dining on the Strip are chain restaurants. Again, if a chain is defined or two or more. Joe's is fantastic, and don't skip out on it just because there are three locations. Excuse me. By this logic, you'll have to skip Javier's, which has six, which I will. Uh, Carbone, which has five. Catch, which has seven. Din Tai Fung, two-minute account. Cut. Seven locations. I didn't know Cut had seven locations. Bavette's has two. Spago has eight. Italy, seven. Mastro's, 22. Nobu has 56. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I knew they had a ton. I didn't know they had that many. 
More she even used an exclamation point. She was as, as yeah. surprised as we were. Right. right? <laughs> Morimoto has 12 locations. Water Girl, four. Le- oh, God. Alistair's going to yell at me because I can never pronounce this right. La- you don't need to be as pretentious as Sam Karen. Latier. Latier. I don't think the I don't I don't think that last R is pronounced. I think Latier. Yeah, it, it's Le-tier. French. It's it's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, uh, oh God, now I can't remember the chef's name. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So Move Sorry, Alistair. Um, the the one French place in in MGM uh, that also the the chef also does the mansion. Fancy dinner uh, has three locations: Smith and Walensky. Is that Lafleur? Huh? Is that Lafleur? No. No, 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 no. What's his name? I don't know. I can't. I'm saying I can't remember his name. Hubert Keller. No. Oh. Th- this guy, he, he's unfortunately died, um, mm. and there was rumors that they weren't going to open his restaurants back up, but they did. Mm. Uh, Smith, Smith and Walensky. Joel Rubichon. Thank you. It's a Joel Rubichon restaurant. There you go. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Smith and Walensky has 10 locations. The Palm has 18 restaurants. I could go on. In fact, most of the restaurants on the Strip are at least a second or third location of an already pro- successfully proven concept. Love the podcast, Rachel. Oh, Rachel so, just faced you. Yeah, she did. She, she, like, she was like, oh, really? You got served. Uh, <laughs> and I know. So like, And what she didn't put on here, actually, is like um, Haleo, which is a favorite of mine. They have multiple locations. Mm-hmm. They've got one in... Orlando, DC, Chicago. Oh, that'd be hilarious if Bizarre Meat fell on it. Well, you can't go anymore, Karen. I don't There's more than one. I think Bizarre has more than one location. I think that is the only one. I could be wrong. Tony's going to look it up now as we're talking yep. about it. Uh, you know, there's just... And, and you're absolutely right. If it's two or more... I, I don't think two or more is a chain. And so I could have been wrong. I thought Joe's had more than two locations. Like, I thought this was... It, it was around. And so I could be wrong with that. I'm, and I... Mm-hmm. I don't mind bringing good proven concepts to Vegas. You know, a lot of these that, that she's mentioned, like Carbone, I haven't been to yet, but I want to. I enjoy. Oh, you're missing out, Karen. I know. Oh, so I, fucking I've, good. You know so what? Fucking good. I, I was when What's up? my friend was here last weekend. It was one of the options that I gave him to try, and he didn't pick that yeah. one. He picked um, Cathedral, which is the French restaurant in Aria. So, mm. yep, yep, yep. Surprised me. Uh, so, by the way, meat. There's only one other meat, and it is in. You ready for this? Chicago. Oh, interesting. That's a chain you can't go. Yeah. No, I'm go- I'm going. <laughs> I didn't right, say absolutely. anything. No, no, no. I, I, listen, I I think your point's not lost on me, Karen. There, like when I look at these, li- when I look at this list, there's really only one place that I personally. Now, you said Javier's was a no for you. I would be open to that. You know what is a no for me? And I think Rachel. If, if, if I may be so bold as to speak on Karen's behalf, and no doubt she'll correct me if I'm wrong anyway. Oh, yes, I will. I think the point was, you know, what is it that is available to us locally that I can't get when I go to Las Vegas? And one of them, for example, is the Smith & Walensky is a place that I can get in Michigan. So if yeah. I can get it in Michigan, I'm not nearly as interested in getting to check it out when I'm going to Las Vegas. Exactly. I want something that, to me, is going yeah, to be a... but now it doesn't a, fit you anymore. Now we live in Vegas. This is our only opportunity to... To experience him. Well, absolutely. But no, but yes, Tony, your point is right. <laughs> your, your point is right. It's, it's one of those things where if I could have, when we lived previously, if, you know, sure. Memphis, Chicago, Columbus, whatever, if I could eat at the restaurant there, yep. why do it here? Yep. I concur. 
But I thank you, Rachel, for you know, absolutely giving giving me the smackdown giving on that one. Giving you the business. That's right. She's That's giving right. you the business. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Next up, uh, we have an email from our buddy Avery. Now, just I, I I put it on Twitter. I will put it on the podcast as well. If Avery chooses to ever post an unedited version, and I'll put this out to any of our listeners, if you ever put um, a a review that you send to us on somewhere like TripAdvisor. I will, I will retweet it. I'll tag Mark and Karen, uh, give them the opportunity to retweet it. I edit stuff down merely because of, you know, sake of time and making sure that, you know, we're, we're being concise with our email. So Avery oh, was totally you removed, the email. you removed his ratings. I did. And I told him that on Twitter too. I said, <laughs> I've got a big enough ego. I don't need you to start putting in quote unquote Tony ratings because Mark and Karen are going to already assume that Tony thinks that this is his podcast that he allows Mark and Karen to <laughs> co-host with him. So I Your did. World. World. Oh, he, that, but I, oh. he created that. And I have to put this out there. So he was telling us he created the Tony scale, which was between one to seven. And I'm like, why one to seven? And he said, it's based on some other. So his wife's a statistician and he's like, Oh, it's based on this other scale, which is a perfectly acceptable method of rating. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Because I could just yes. see you looking at it going, oh, are you kidding me? And I did. And I did. So uh, but but Avery, he was God love the guy. He he, on, he said on Twitter, I totally get it. I write a book, edit it for, for you know, time purposes. So um, so Avery had a lot of Avery added a lot of wonderful places, wonderful places. I tried to keep in things that I thought were very Vegas centric to to his review. So Karen, well, and I will say this, and, I, I will say this about yes, Avery. When you, when you start reading his stuff, it is as interesting. It, talking to him in person is like this 10 times higher. Like it, he's just he's quick. He is fascinating. He's so quick witted. Uh, you know, he just, he's just fun. He's Avery, fun. are you coming out to Las Vegas uh, to Vegas Vacation 14, man? Because I want to get to hang out with yeah. you. I would love to I don't break bread with you, brother. So I think he can't this time. I think I he's trying, remember. but I don't. Well, he was the reason he was out here this time was because his company had a. Okay, a conference okay, we're here. literally going to read an email from him. Okay, all right. Yep. Anyway. All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Jump in. Hello, 360 Vegas friends. See, you can't get in name order trouble if you don't use anyone named. There you go. He and Rachel, name. they get it. They get it. <laughs> We checked into the Palazzo Tower, dropped off our bags in the best hotel room in Vegas, and headed out to grab dinner and supplies for the room. Okay, that was that was sarcastic. Well, the room was great. The nope. view was awful. Yes. For dinner, we landed at Brea Osteria in the Grand Canal shops. I had the Parbidel Bolognese, and she had the... <laughs> oh, funny. Casio yeah, he spells it out for you. I know, but it, he has it later, so I'm going to read it the way that I normally say it, with the, which is Casio e Pepe. And she says, I, or he says, I know this has been a topic of discussion before, so for the record, it's pronounced Casio e Pepe. Yeah, we're never going to remember that. No. Casio e Pepe is how it comes out. On day two, I started the day with another bath and headed down to do a little video <laughs> poker, then the wind buffet for brunch. I took another bath. So just to, just <laughs> if I could hang on just a second. This is our this guy is the, like Christ. the we're, bath king. We're yes. doing we're doing commentation on on <laughs> on commentation. 
Yeah. If if you if listeners, if you remember. ever want to know, yeah, yeah, if you want to know where the best hotel rooms are to take a bath, take a bath in, in Las Avery. Vegas, yeah, yeah, Avery is your guy because this dude takes baths everywhere. And uh, well, and I gotta last, say, his last review, I think they were staying at Cosmo, and he he yes. gets the bath bombs and he does all of that. So he is a like bath, baths are his way to decompress I, yeah, and relax. Yeah. I can personally attest. I agree, Avery. I think I think of all the baths that I've sat in in a in a hotel uh, room. For me personally, Cosmopolitan is <laughs> one out of one with with second place. Very very distant. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, so okay, little video poker at the wind, and then the wind buffet for brunch. I took another bath and then went downstairs for more video poker and some walking around to do a prep for the conference. On the way, I stopped at the new Dotanique shop, which has uh, very bougie donuts. $10 later. Yeah, I thought that was Donatique. I did too. Well done, Karen. How did I, I say think it? you were way more. I think Karen said I, it way fancier. How did I say it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Donut, Donatique. Don- I, yeah. I can't now. I can't say it. Now. Exactly. I know. I can't. Exactly. Because I can only hear it how I wanted to pronounce it. I don't, like, I don't even remember like what I said. Donut. Donut. Yeah. <laughs> but know, you know, you, you killed were, it. Okay. Classy ass. $10 later, I had a birthday cake donut, which was a vanilla glazed sprinkled donut that had a little bite-sized birthday cake slice on top. Jesus. The donut was good, but it wasn't $10 good. <laughs> $10 for one donut? For a donut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Titan, I assume Titan to some disagrees. degree the guy's probably got some amount of... Um, uh, uh, because he was there on a work conference, he must have some sort of expense account. He's right. like, you know what? My business wants me to try it. Right, I need to try ten dollars on it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Monday evening, we hoofed it down to New York, New York, to have dinner at Gallagher's. She got the Smoky Manhattan as a drink and really liked it. Overall, it was a perfectly serviceable dinner. But of the four steaks I've had in Vegas, I'd place this third behind Joe's and Cut. Mm. Wait, you put Joe's ahead of cut? See, you yeah. gotta try Joe's. Yeah. Fucking uh, chains. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday night at Electra Cocktail Club was where I played greeter for our clients at a private happy hour. Funny thing about wearing a blazer with a name tag, you end up with two dozen... Oh, Jesus Christ. What the hell is that word? I think it's septuagenarians. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Uh, over the course of an hour, asking for directions because they think you work there. <laughs> and having spent way too much time at the Venetian, I was able to point every single one in the right direction. Oh, my God. We've talked about that before. I used to get super dressed up when we would go out. And uh, because I, ha- I used to have um, one of You'd those. You'd wear a sport. I mean, you, you would have. I had a, I had a full, almost full. I had the you'd tie have a on. You'd down. Not, sometimes you didn't have the, the tie on, but you'd have a full I, I had the tie coat. And For the story I'm telling, I was wearing fine. a tie. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, where people would come up assuming that I worked there, and I'm like, well, I don't work here, but to answer your question. <laughs> awesome. Wednesday was conference day, but the highlight was a private event at Area 15. We piled into the voluminous portal event space, which had projection mapping on every wall. So we were partying in a psychedelic flower garden that morphed into a jungle slow, excuse me, morphed into a jungle slowly over the next few hours. The DJ kept things ear shatteringly loud. The drinks were flowing, the catering was solid, and the best part was the entertainment. Three walk around performers. One was a stilt walker dressed, dressed like daft. Let me try this again. One was a stilt walker dressed like a daft punk robot covered in LEDs. Mm. 
The second was a mirror man covered head to toe, including his face, in mirrors walking around on top of a three-foot diameter silver ball. So literally, if you think of a disco ball, he showed us the video. This guy was a human disco ball on top of a disco ball, like through the whole Hmm. thing. The third was a very sparkly young woman sporting LED light show butterfly wings that changed colors and patterns every time she wafted through the space. Hmm. Overall, a very fun night, especially when the DJ started leaning into the wedding dance category, like the Cupid Shuffle and the Cha-Cha Slide. <laughs> and this guy, he was talking, like the disco ball guy that was on a yeah. ball, yeah. was mm-hmm. doing those line dances on the ball with everybody That's else. Amazing. Yeah, it was That's amazing. This sounded crazy. super cool. This sounded incredible. Like, I don't know what this guy does, but come on, Avery. Certainly you, you've got a certain uh, budget, right? Where you can invite other people to be a part of the conference. Right. We all want to come hang out and see what this looks like in person. <laughs> standing. I took a trek across town to grab dinner with, drum roll please, Karen and Mark. We headed over to Osolito Posto, a place that I've heard you all mention a number of times. We had the very good focaccia bread. And I literally, and I had literally my fourth plate of bolognese at this restaurant. What can I say? I have my favorites. (laughs) And it was quite good as well. What really gave it the bonus points was the fantastic dinner conversation with 66% of the 360 Vegas crew. (laughs) Seriously, when Mark and Karen say, let them know you're coming into town, take them up on it. Okay, that doesn't work out for everybody for the record. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's right, that's that's right. It. we try we try there are people all the time that we're not able to your mileage to may vary yes no. so, so, so talk so roll this into a little bit of an of, of a first-hand experience what did you guys uh think of this particular um el Salido el Salido Posto. Posto. i mean we've we've eaten there before yeah. uh mark we ate there actually i think for you the first time was with alistair and i think you were unimpressed with it then mm-hmm uh, this time you got the um, Branzino, right? Not oh, the best Branzino. Heck. It was still good. Oh, it was really? good. Not not the best one we've had. Yeah. Um, I got the lamb shake over polenta, which was delicious. And he's not kidding. Their focaccia bread is amazing. And it, when they when it comes out, they bring uh, a little bowl of olive oil. They have some mm-hmm. um, confit garlic that they put in along with fresh herbs. And, and mix it all up. Oh, crap. It's delicious. It's so good. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's done by, or the, the um, James Trees, which owns Esther's Kitchen down in the Arts District. Sure, cons- sure. Consulted at this restaurant as a chef. It's, okay. it's very different than Esther's. Esther's is more kind of new and fun, trying things Italian. Also, mm-hmm. Lito Posto is much more of a traditional Italian. Okay. That's what I would say. Okay. But, it, I mean, it's... It's good. The service was good. Where is it in relation to downtown in the strip? Is this somewhere that you have to, our listeners would have to make a special? It's it's out by us. So it's across the, it's in Tivoli Village, which is across the street from Rampart and um, Suncoast. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's in the Summerland okay. area. It's so it's a little bit of a hike. You're you're, you're yeah. this isn't just right off the strip. Which or it was kind of funny because so we were going to dinner after work and Avery was just gonna Uber out there, and then it mm-hmm. occurred to me I was like because I work in the arts district, so I was like why don't you just Uber here, and then sure. we'll go out together. So that's what he did. He met me in the in the arts district, nice. which he said he'd never really been in the arts district before. So I think it was kind of a fun little introduction to a new area. 
But um, oh, very cool. Yeah, it was very fun. Cool. We had a great time. Friday, I headed back out to the casino for bonus buddy time with Mark. He joined me for lunch at Black Tap and a bit of video poker at the bar. While you can imagine Vegas would be a main topic, we easily spent a good half an hour just talking about roller coasters. <laughs> Listeners, your favorite podcast host contains multitude. <laughs> Listen, I, I got to say, Avery's absolutely right. The number of times Mark and I will sit at the video poker, and I mean this sincerely, Mark, I hope you take this as the compliment. I truly mean it. There are times you and I will go to 10, so 15 minutes in a stretch, and we won't at a stretch, and we will not say a word to one another. We're just having our own, you know, yeah. time. We're, we're playing some video poker, and then we'll roll into some crazy fucking conversation about <laughs> nothing, about nothing. It means nothing to, we're solving none of the world's problems. And we'll talk about it for 15 minutes, and then we go back to complete silence for 10 minutes. That's where we just came up with the idea poker. for uh, VP with 360 is from these the conversations, conversations that we talked about where, you know, in between listening to a casino ambiance, every once in a while you get to hear a random conversation about anything. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Avery continues, after saying goodbye to Mark, I spent 90 minutes at a Wonka slot and made 20 bucks last quite a while. No kidding. You made 20 bucks 90, last 90 minutes on a amazing. slot machine? Yeah. That's impressive. That's part and parcel why I kept that literal sentence in. <laughs> I, I, I edited it just a tweak to make it kind of flow, but I thought to myself, are you fucking me? 20 bucks at a Wonka machine yeah. for 90 minutes? Yeah, I haven't, I can't make, I can barely make uh, 20 bucks last 90 seconds yeah. at a Wonka yeah. machine. So yeah. good yeah. for you, Avery. Dinner was at Buddy V's. I got the Sunday gravy. The description says, quote, meatballs and a bowl of rigatoni. So I'm expecting like a meat sauce with a bunch of ingredients. Right. No siree. It's a cast iron pot filled with marinara sauce, two large meatballs, a pork roast shoulder, a full Italian sausage, and a bone-in lamb neck. <laughs> and then on the side, a bowl of rigatoni to eat it with. It was remarkably affordable, especially for the volume. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a meat lover's paradise. Right. Following that dinner, I headed out to the Mirage to catch Beatles Love, while the missus and a friend that came into town with her saw Adele. The showroom for Love was maybe only 70% full, and I sprung for an upgrade to a better seat. So I was in a front section, but the back row of it. Now that I've been in there, I'd put this firmly in the category of Cirque venues that don't have a lot of bad seats. Mm -hmm. That's very true. There are a couple of places where an aisle would put you up against a wall with a partially obstructed view, but otherwise it's pretty clear. Spoilers for the show ahead. The show was 100% Beatles music, as could be expected, but they did have some interesting arrangements of some of their songs. I don't even know I would say you need to be a Beatles fan to enjoy the show, but it's certainly less broadly accessible than the traditional Cirque's... Wait a minute. But it is certainly less it. broadly accessible than the traditional Cirque's like Mystere, because if you actively dislike the band, you won't get much out of this to redeem it on a Cirque level. For the world-famous mm. J-Dubs... Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I I apologize if that doesn't make sense. That that might be my editing problem. I think his point was to say you don't have to like Beatles music, but you're but you really hate, gonna enjoy the show. Exactly. If you if hate you, Beatles you music, look, you're not yeah, gonna like the show. Yeah. It's right. it's the, yeah. The, the the flipping around and and all the uh, circ shit isn't going to save right. the show. For the world famous Vegas J Dubs audience fuckery factor. There is a small amount of, quote, performer goes into the audience 
stuff for the front sections, but nobody brought onto the stage from the crowd. Overall, I very much enjoyed the show, but I think if this was my, quote, aunt from Sheboygan is in Vegas for the first time and wants to see a Cirque show, this wouldn't be the one I sent her to unless she was a huge Beatles fan. Mm. That's fair. I don't like Cirque shows. That's probably why I like Beatles Love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember he sent me a text afterwards because he's like, well, the show is, quote, unquote, interesting. Yeah, I couldn't wait for his review because of it. Yeah. Our last full day in town started with a visit to Fountain Blue to take in the spa and a massage. It's luxurious, but it feels sterile. The same as Resorts World. I'm sure it will get a vibe as it grows. The Lapa Spa is incredible. Immaculately appointed, huge space with a wide, wide variety of thermal suites. Excuse me, I'm drinking something carbonated and all of a sudden it's giving me the burps. Um, a wide variety of thermal suites and plunge experiences. They literally have a room where it snows. <laughs> what the hell? That just sounds awful to me. I don't want to go into some place and have it be cold. No, thank you. <laughs> I moved to Vegas to get away from the snow. Right? I'm not going to pay $165 to sit in a room to make it snow on me that I could get for free in Michigan. It was bad enough it was only 35 degrees here when I left for work this morning. That, to me, is cold. Uh, my massage was wonderful. So good, I nodded off a couple times. And then I enjoyed the amenities of the spa. The most interesting, or perhaps odd, experience I had there was a room called the, quote, Event Sauna. It's an extra large large sauna that fits around 15 to 20 people, has a bunch of lights and sound experiences. But occasionally through the day, as it was at the time that I went, they have a live sauna host. In this case, it was a pleasant, stick-thin woman in a bikini with a name along the lines of Alexis, instructing us all how to breathe and stretch. It's my niece's name, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> then waving a Alexis? towel around while help, while dancing to help get rid of the toxins and the dark energy. The dark okay, energy. yeah, no, I don't. You go into a sauna or what? I don't. I don't need. I, I don't need a DJ for that. That's <laughs> weird. After the spa, I headed back to the food hall and tried capons the burger and chicken joint. I got a bacon cheeseburger and an order of tenders and waffle fries. The burger I got was actually quite good. The tenders were huge, but not particularly special. Middling to good. (laughs) So it doesn't sound like this would be on your your wife's uh, place to go try out tenders, Tony. Right, right. And and, and, and I added part of this down. He didn't, he he actually had to send his first burger back because it was not the way he ordered it. But he said that the second, as he points out here, the the second burger ended up actually being. So the the point of all of this listeners is if you go to Capons and you get a burger and you get it the way you want to order, it sounds like it's going to be pretty good. But yeah, he didn't, he didn't totally love uh, the tenders or, or let me say, the impression I got from Avery was that the tenders and the waffle fries were, you know, what? good, got great. I will still put up um, uh, whiskey liquor up as yeah. probably yeah. one of the best uh, chicken tenders. What, what in, were the what were the, really what were his uh, Tony really scale ratings for the tenders? Out of curiosity. <laughs> oh, I don't remember now, but he he definitely <laughs> rated it on a Tony scale of you know from mediocre. Okay, exactly, exactly, <laughs> just like me. So. <laughs> Since I got back home, I've already found out I'm approved to go to another conference in April, so I'll be back sooner than you know. In the words of the Golden Girls, thank you for being a friend, or two, 
in Vegas that I can look forward to seeing. Yay. I missed that part of the Golden Rule. No, it's in the theme song. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I got the reference. I just, the extended version of it. I'm like, oh, wow, I don't remember them talking about Vegas and the Golden Girls. <laughs> That's awesome. No, they never did. But uh, you throw a Golden Girls reference in and that shit does not get edited out. No, it does not. <laughs> That's actually, um, so lately, because, you know, I have to have TV on in the background. So right now, I forget yeah. which network yeah. it is. It, it's doing um, uh, thir- uh, Big Bang Theory. And then it okay. switches over to wrestling, of all things. So when that happens, on another network, they're playing the Golden Girls. So I immediately go from Big Bang Theory nice. to the Golden Girls. It's just fantastic. I just let them run. It's awesome. That's a good That's a good night right there. Yeah. That is a damn good night right there. Well, listen, I think we should probably get the hell out of here. Uh, that's going to do it for episode number 475. Thank you for all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360VegasPodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to the show at patreon.com slash 360Vegas and get 360Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. If you'd like to send any feedback to Mark, much like our friends uh, Rachel and Avery did, please send that to Mark. His email address is 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I am at 360 Vegas Karen. We just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Hey.